Hello friends and welcome to another exciting episode of Manage Wealth with me Divya Tusniyal. Today we have a very special guest Gaurav Kumar, the CEO and founder of UV, previously Cred. Hi Gaurav, how are you? Thank you so much. So good to see you. So nice of you to come here to my show. Thank you so much. Please it's have a, a seat. It's a pleasure. Thank you. So Gaurav, the COVID pandemic has actually exposed the debt deficit for the Indian SMEs. So, which has actually been a challenge for most of them. How do you see the situation from here or how have the SMEs coped or evolved from this situation? I think if you look at where uh, we are in India today, in the entire macro, right, India is kind of standing out. And I think one of the reasons why we are standing out in this entire macro is largely because how SMEs have kind of shaped up during COVID. A lot of credit for that goes to the government. I think a lot of initiatives around the guarantee programs, a lot of initiatives where banks actually started lending to SMEs. A lot of restructuring of loans happened for SMEs which were in the eye of the COVID storm. I think some of that also has kind of led to the kind of growth we are seeing today in India. Uh, our own view and my view is today that the backbone of the Indian growth story over this decade is largely going to be around how the SME growth looks like. Okay. Right. So you will see a lot of, we are already seeing a lot of green shoots, both in terms of uh, micro SMEs, SMEs, you know, uh, large size enterprises. And if you look at the last uh, quarter data, there's a lot of demand which is coming in on CapEx as well. So the way the pandemic uh, looked like uh, for SMEs to where we are now, I think the SMEs have come out very, very well. And I think just the, just the start for a very rapid period of growth over the next decade. So, do you have any piece of advice for the SMEs to cope up with this uh, post-pandemic situation? I think one is uh, largely how they should think through diversification of working capital. I think and, and utilization of working capital to my mind uh, stood out. Uh, that's something which I think is going to be the cornerstone because if you look at mm. largely for small SMEs, the debt flow has been limited. Large part of the debt flow comes in through collateralized debt, uh, you know, through loan against property, etc. Only large enterprises have access to multiple diverse source of funding. Okay. So one is how do you utilize your working capital? Second is also diversifying your source of funding, I think is going to be very, very important for growth because if you look at most of the SMEs uh, also on our platform, I think the l overall limitation for them is largely the access to debt and working capital. Yeah. Right. If we get that, I think you will see a very catalytic effect on the entire SME mid as well as small over the next uh, four to five years. Yeah, actually the managing the working capital is the crux of the whole story. That's where everybody is falling short of in Completely. the SME sector. Completely. But India has always shied away from debt. But we have seen a lot of change in this from last few years. So what do you, how do you see this in the emerging scenario where loan market has become, has evolved over the period of time? Or what are the challenges therein? Uh, or is there anything as too much to it? Look at how, you know, in, in general, banks have performed over the last uh, two, three years, right? I think uh, the credit growth is just uh, phenomenal, right? And I think, as I said, we're just uh, starting. But if you, if I take a step back and share some macro perspective with the viewers, I think if you look at the large part of growth for the developed economies have largely come on account of debt, right? So today in India, we are close to 84% debt to GDP. The most developed markets like US are close to 130% debt to GDP, right? Okay. And, and most of the emerging markets are anywhere between 125% to 160% debt to GDP, right? Because uh, if you look at at three levels, one is at the national level or at the government level, I think there is a lot of focus to uh, make in India 
right the government this government in particular is very very focused on infrastructure right mm. lot of hard assets in the country uh, and that can only and only be financed through external borrowing right because today the government also is walking a tight rope on physical deficit yes. right so i would say at three levels one is at the uh, government level how do you use debt and borrowing and if you look at the last budget uh, the overall external borrowing has been increased to finance some of this second is at a corporate and enterprise level and third is at an individual level right because to our mind what debt does is just transforms human potential okay. right so both at the yes. national level enterprise level as well as individual level and you will see a lot of the overall next 10 to 20 years of growth in india coming in on back of debt yeah everybody is so optimistic about the next 10 20 years in the indian economy i mean they are really bullish on the whole scenario uh, people outside india also and people in india as well completely so i think it's very evident given the overall macro and we are currently in middle of a uh, overall war plus a uh, economic situation which is unfolding uh, at the overall background of very high inflation but if you look at i think the core to my mind over the last quarter has been how or not only just the quarter but also the last 6 months has been that how indian economy is doing and you know how some of our markets are holding up okay. right otherwise uh, if you rewind this back 3 years 5 years right we would have uh, had some of these systemic shocks much early right but mm. india is standing out uh, you know overall fundamentals are looking very strong the credit growth is going to continue plus we are also seeing the overall demographic dividend also playing out right because i think we are one of the economies where you will see demand coming in both in terms of infrastructure capex as well as consumption uh, which is not true for many other economies today yes so so what would be the top 3 advices or maybe some parameters which anybody should look into before looking for a loan or applying for a loan or taking a loan i think the first thing is what is in your control right i i think the most important thing to see is what is your own earning potential and capacity right uh, and do you have savings what is the loan to value you are going after are you trying to minimize the loan to value so first i would say uh, top to my mind would be what you can control which is largely loan to value uh, which is putting in through your own equity component or uh, saving component uh, second would be the overall cost of funds right okay. because what sometimes people don't know or realize is that the overall interest rate component is something which will pinch them as they see through the tenor right and especially mm. if you have long tenor loans right the inter- interest component becomes slightly more burdening uh, compared to what you see short tenor loan so if you're taking a home loan your interest rate becomes the most important because you eventually end up paying more of interest than in fact principal uh, given the tenor of the loan being 15 to 20 years and third would be some of the other terms right in terms of flexibility to pay repay prepayment right a lot of those things because as you go through your own journey a lot of things evolve on the ground right and i think if the flexibility is there embedded in the product i think that makes things much more simpler yeah but the consumers since you spoke about home loan the consumers generally have a tendency to book for the longest period available by the bank to them so of course they end up paying a huge capital towards the principal so should the consumers opt for a lesser period or for a longer period i think it would largely be the reason why you know most of us end up taking a longer tenor loan is also to size the repayment emi right? and and your yeah. own emi uh, but you know i think it's more to do with what is your repayment capacity you know in, into what you are getting i think it's always going to be a trade off between your savings and investment and what debt you hold right so i think mm. one very important concept which i would leave is 
Now, whether it is at a company level or at an individual level, uh, the leverage ratio becomes very important, right? So, what is the component of debt you have versus the kind of equity and savings you have, right? And I think that is something we should be extremely mindful of. Where companies go wrong and our own personal finance goes off is when your leverage is very high, yeah, right? True. So, if any, any shock comes in, you don't have enough savings or equity component to absorb that kind of shock, right? So, if you keep your leverage low uh, in personal finance as well as if you are running a business, I think you will do well. Gaurav, we are having a wonderful time, but the questions are not over yet. So, we come back after the break. Sure. Friends, stay tuned. We will be back soon. Welcome back again. Let's continue our discussion with Gaurav Kumar. So, Gaurav, what motivated you to start CRED? I think it was a culmination of you know what we had what I had built also in the past, right? My own startup journey, as I said, started in 2007-8. I think given how I was able to see and get a ringside view of how the debt ecosystem and the debt market evolved, uh, I think it was very clear that unless and until you have an infrastructure which actually starts taking uh, debt to the last mile or democratize it, uh, you will not be able to penetrate it, right? So, like what to my mind, uh, UPI has been able to do with payments, right? All of these uh, overall apps like Google Pay, Paytm, most of them kind of were there even before UPI came in, but what UPI did was just transformed it with interoperability, right? So, I think that was to my mind the genesis that unless and until you are able to build that infrastructure for both sides to kind of come together, you will not be able to democratize it and that's what we are trying to build that at UB now. Okay, so we get a common set platform for all the investors and the uh, income providers. Absolutely. And, and the way we have built it is a large part of that trifecta of UB today is a protocol. So, you come and integrate with us. So, once you integrate with us, you don't have to integrate with anybody on the other side. Wow. Right. Uh, and once you are there, you can access the entire marketplace. So, is it a monopoly kind of game? Uh, no, not other at all. Other than being a long game? <laughs> not at all. So, I think it's more about uh, the vision of how you wanted to ensure that, you know, uh, you can actually take credit to the last mile, right? I think that's been the focus and also from there we were very clear that we wanted to be multi-product. So, depending on uh, what you want to choose on the marketplace, you can interoperate between products. Uh, that's the kind of interoperability we have tried to build at the protocol layer. And to get investors and borrowers or enterprises functional, we also orchestrate the digital banking infrastructure which is our SaaS layer, okay. uh, which is the third part of our trifecta. So, this is the layer which we use as a retail That's investors That's through correct. the banks and all. That's correct. Okay. That's quite interesting. I think there have, we have not heard of this model before. Uh, yeah, we are we are the first one uh, okay. to, to build this uh, wow. under this trifecta. So, so, founder in the real sense. <laughs> and I recently saw that you shifted your brand name from Cred to UB. So, what does this brand shift signify? Why UB? Uh, so, UB... Uh, uh, the the backstory behind this is UB means ubiquitous. So as as a company, we want to be definitely uh, ubiquitous, but we also want to be invisible, right? Okay. Invisible. So like like air, right? So I think uh, so UB comes from being ubiquitous, being present all across. Uh, when I started, I think 2010, the focus was largely on the uh, the credit market, the debt market, right? And as we started building more and more, I, I think the overall fluidity on how it evolved you know, uh, into every and every aspect of what we see on the uh, debt ecosystem, including collections, right? So, today, 
Uh, we also were fortunate enough to partner with Sumit, uh, who was building Spockto. We acquired that company a year back. Uh, so the nature of business itself moved or evolved, I would say, from uh, credit slash cred or cred avenue to where we are at UB. So that's the uh, story behind the name change. But UB always had been so much of success in raising fund. So what has been the secret behind this? What is your favorite elevator pitch? Maybe you can give some piece of advice <laughs> to the budding entrepreneurs out there. Uh, I would say my own you know, learning has been twofold, right? I think uh, as far as raising capital is concerned, you need to be first be very obsessed with your why. I, I see a lot of people when I meet them, they get into a uh, what and how very quickly, right? I think if you remain focused on the why, I think uh, it resonates much more, right? And, and people are able to see that coming in when you are talking more about the why. So I think the why to my mind is the most important, right? The why we are building, uh, what we are building. And second, I think being authentic, right? I think that's very, very important, right? Because otherwise people will just see through, right? So uh, if you are looking at raising capital, also it comes with tremendous amount of responsibility, right? Because uh, a lot of what gets covered is valuation mm -hmm. and uh, and fundraise, but a lot of this actually comes from pensioners and and people like you and me who have been saving, it goes through a fund, comes into company li like us. So fundraise is always more and more responsibility, right? And if you're going out and raising capital and raising capital uh, to the tune of what we have done, I think you need to be very, very careful about how do you use that capital. But to summarize, I think one, be authentic, right? And second, just focus on your why. So what has been your major driving force or the purpose in your entire journey? because you were stressing so much on why, so what is the purpose? Where is it that you're looking to reach? Uh, my own purpose <laughs> is intertwined with now what we're building at UB, right? I think the entire purpose is about uh, impacting many, many lives, right? And I think transforming human potential through the power of debt markets, credit market, I think that to my mind is uh, very liberating, right? And that's something which kind of gets me out of bed every day, right? And uh, we have a long way to go. We have not even built a percent of what we will end up building. Plus, as you very rightly said in the in the beginning, look at the country where we are, right? I think it's just going to compound over the next many, many years, many, many decades, right? And if you have an opportunity to contribute, there cannot be a bigger motivation than that. True, I totally agree to this. So, Gaurav, you have been a serial entrepreneur. So, you must have faced many challenges in your journey. How did you overcome them? I think every day is a challenge, right? When you are, when you are kind of <laughs> building something, you know, there's yes. so many moving parts. Uh, I think a uh, few things I think which has kind of worked well, one is a uh, very high degree of obsessive focus on governance, okay. right? Uh, so your bad news travels the first. So you have to constantly, constantly keep uh, the board and your stakeholders updated. So I think that's been our mantra, right? So I think uh, anything which we think is not going well, we discuss it quite openly, right? Both with the board as well as the team. Uh, second is again over investing in the team, right? So I think. Sometimes what happens is that the journey is anyways for an entrepreneur going to be very lonely. So it's very important that you have the right founding team who are coming for the right purpose and the right reason, right? So I think uh, don't end up over hiring very early, right? Ensure that you are uh, meeting and interviewing at least the first 100, first 150 people, especially on the dimensions of culture. Uh, so these two things I think will help you to control a lot of externality and set up the overall foundation. The third thing also to my mind is uh, every day is a new day. Yeah. That, that's been kind of my learning that what 
my mantra also is that you know we have not done anything as of tomorrow right so everything we have done is as of yesterday so we need to you know take one day at a time and and remain excessively focused on execution because when you are starting something the vision strategy all of that looks very good right but when the road hits the rubber is largely around execution right so how do you yes. ensure that you are breaking down a uh, large part of your vision right uh, into very very small chunks for the team to actually go out and execute very well and give them the kind of freedom which is required to execute well right so and and that's to my mind has helped me to kind of tide over challenges around whether it is around the macro or it is around fundraise or it is around you know competitive landscape so a lot of these things you can control if you focus on these two three things so for all those class of people who may be missed investing quite early stage of life so what would be the piece of advice so that they can catch up with those who started early so how should their portfolio allocation look like i think for them i think it it has to be you know in line with uh, what we were just discussing on equity then you have to just think through what is the upside we are looking at and especially again how do you go about an invest right either you are taking more a mutual fund kind of route you are taking a more a fund management type of route or you are planning to invest on your own the advice there is if you are largely going and and working with more a portfolio management approach because they will then be able to not only get you the kind of return you want but also balance things out right so i think especially if you are kind of starting late it is always advisable to you know kind of work with fund and fund managers to help you uh, meet your overall personal finance goals uh, and second as i said you know also looking at some of the high yield fixed income products today if you look at there is a a big difference between perceived risk real risk one aspect on your own investment in bonds and other forms of product is largely liquidity uh, mm -hmm. which you have in equity where you can actually exit your position but there are multiple options which are coming in in the high uh, fixed income space right so i think that would be a great opportunity for people to look at to improve their overall uh, return potential lastly for our viewers what should be your piece of advice for their personal financing maybe on some three parameters i think the first to my mind i would go back and say do focus on your leverage okay right? uh, all your decisions in personal finance should first come from there first figure out what's your earning potential what's your saving what's your investment right and then think about you know whether you want to leverage or you want to think through asset allocation a uh, second balance the short term and the long term right so put out what your short term goals are very clearly with your family and put out the long term goals out very clearly once you are able to do because i see a lot of people mixing their short term objective with long term objective right so having two completely different buckets will help you enormously in terms of uh, planning right and third as i said you know stay focused and play the long game right because if you look at where we are in india as an economy right i think we have a long long way to go right so if you pick the right bet and you remain invested i think the compounding sometimes people underestimate yeah compounding right? is there so uh, and i have been a big beneficiary of compounding myself right uh, over many companies right so i think people underestimate the power of compounding right and sometimes you try and get out of something very early so play the india story play the macro and allow things to compound for you so gorav thank you for all the wonderful insight now we come to the most interesting part of the show which all the viewers are looking forward to the rapid fire round i hope you are ready for it i am also looking forward to it thank you so much so the first one india pak world cup final or the ashes the world cup finals okay the one thing you do for fun 
आई लव ड्राइविंग ऑलवेज सीरियस और प्रैंगस्टर सीरियस एट ऑफिस प्रैंगस्टर एट होम ओके मार्वल और डीसी मूवीज मार्वल योर फेवरेट सिटी इन वर्ल्ड वेन इट कम्स टू फूड चॉइस डेली विदाउट डाउट डेली विदाउट डाउट सो विच फूड यू लव आई लव द स्ट्रीट फूड ऑफ डेली कम्फर्ट ड्रेसिंग और एसेंशियल्स कम्फर्ट ड्रेसिंग Your travel kit always has a a sneakers, pair of sneakers. Okay. Mini break or a long vacation? Mini break. A small bites. A small bites. Crossword or Scrabble? Scrabble. Your dream ride? Dream ride is you know just building UB. I thought you would say something about the car. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite sport? Cricket. Whom do you follow? I follow Virat Kohli. Is an inspiration. And do you play yourself? I used to play. I was uh, quite good at cricket. In school. In school. Okay. The book you last read? Uh, Invent and Wonder by Jeff Bezos. And what do you remember of that book? Uh, Jeff Bezos in general has been an inspiration, right? I think uh, a lot of focus on execution, right? And uh, the infinite mindset, right? How do you think long term? How do you build for long term? It all shows in the conversation. <laughs> so with this, we come to the end of the rapid fire round. The, we had a great time. Thank you so much, Gaurav, for say, sharing such wonderful insights to our viewers. It was really very helpful. I am sure people will take lot of notes from the whole conversation and apply to their personal finance and how to stay motivated in the whole game, or maybe build up some energy for them for their startups which they have been thinking, daring to do over the period of time. Thank you so much. I have been a big fan of your show, and it was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for being here.